morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'm your host here on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. How about that weather on Sunday, huh? You kind of like probably going through the last, uh, I mean, what was it? Mid-January when that happened? January, what was Sunday's date? 11th? Right, so we're we're good, assuming you know winter begins unofficially Thanksgiving time, right? A month and a half in, and you're like, okay, it's January. Like, I ain't whipping out a pair of shorts, I ain't whipping out a t-shirt or anything like that for another uh, few months, and then January eleventh uh, happens, and it's Sunday morning. You're like, oh baby, let's get out there, let's go on a run in Central Park, let's uh, you know get those shorts on, maybe go for a swim if you have a pool in your backyard. One of those funny things, I texted my family group, took a screenshot of the weather in New York. I said, uh, hey, mom and dad, if you want to, uh, if you need a winter house here in New York, you know, just let us know. Because in Houston, I think at the time it was like 55, in New York it was 66. I was like, oh, baby. Now, listen, I'm never the one to gloat when it comes to weather, <laughs> especially where I come from. My friends laugh at me because today, for example, you know, they're sitting in 70s. I'm sitting in... Uh, 40s, but all right. I'm not complaining. <clears throat> not about Sunday, at least, because that was just a beautiful day. And it was a little windy. It was a little sneaky windy. Not that that made it necessarily colder. It was just like everything was flying all over the place. So, <clears throat> but nonetheless, I mean, I try to take as much advantage of it as possible. I'm assuming a lot of people did. The fact that it came out on a Sunday is excellent. It gave everyone sort of that, like, uh, it almost felt like April, right? Where it was like the, the seasons are starting to change here in New York. Sometimes it's really cold in April. Sometimes it's it's already getting pretty hot. It felt like one of those Sundays where it was like, wow, a season changer. But everyone, it was January, and everyone's like, okay, I'll take this. In January, you crazy? Soak it up one day in the sun. It was really honestly gorgeous here. Um, and, and you know, there, there are people out there that believe in um, jinxes, right? There are people out there that believe... That because I am talking about this, because I am saying how beautiful it was on Sunday, can you believe this? That they're going to say, believe it or not, because of the way I'm talking about this on Sunday, and I'm talking about it now, about Sunday, that it's going to start snowing all over the place. Now, I look you know, I look at the five-day forecast, weather.com, you're looking at maybe some, some rain or snow on the weekend. It's January. That's bound to happen. But, I mean, listen, I'm an out-of-towner. I'm from the south. I don't do cold well. I have loved this winter. There's been like one day of snow, maybe. Am I right? One day of snow? Two days of snow, maybe? Like nothing. And it hasn't been terribly cold. There's been a few days, but honestly, not bad. Not necessarily that bad. We haven't seen like the uh, the the singular digits, right? The one-digit wind chills or the one-digit weather. So I ain't complaining. All right, February could be a little late. January might be worse. But listen. Like I said, soaking it all up right now. But thank God, so far to this moment, we have had what I dub an absolutely excellent, excellent winter here in New York City. All right, coming up on this week's show, I know we were off last week. Uh, next week is Yeshiva break. I, I don't know if it officially starts now, next, like Thursday, Friday, Monday. Uh, we'll see what we do next week. But I know for this week, uh, we have one interview for, for, for you. And it's Joanna Shepson with Ronnie Hollander-Mawati of the Hollander Distillery. That'll be at 10 a.m. 
Eastern. And uh, I will thank Ronnie and Joanne in advance because while I, we were in Israel for the uh, for the shows that we did and for the Sima Shas by Mizrahi, while we were in Israel, um, Joanna told me she would be interviewing Ronnie and made sure that I was able to uh, take home a nice bottle. So uh, it'll be a fun interview. You'll want to check that out again. 10 a.m., Ronnie Hollander, Mawati of the Hollander Distillery. Otherwise, we got some fantastic, great, upbeat, fun, popping music. And we start things off with one song and one song only on this Bite Size. Mahabecha, Shal Simcha, on this Wednesday on Bite Size right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Shamati
לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה אבל אני מחייב לא דואג להמשך כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם שומע את קולי ישלח לי את הנס, ישלח לי את הנס שלי, יאללה! קומוזמאללוליקוטקולטובהאסולחאליתיאש תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה. תנחיך עם בן אדם, יש ניסים כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה.
Back here on Bite Size, top of hour number two, and it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Ronnie Hollander Mawati of the Hollander Distillery coming up right here right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. 
So today I've got a slightly um, non-traditional interview, but I'm really excited about it. I am sitting with Rani Hollander Moati, and she is one of the founders of the Hollander Distillery in just outside Jerusalem. Now you might be asking, why would Fun in Jerusalem be doing an interview, you know, about a, a liquor company, wine company? But Ronnie has an incredible story, and I want her to share it with you. And uh, I recently encouraged her to start doing factory tours. And a lot of our Fun in Jerusalem readers and listeners have really enjoyed going to hear the story in their factory space. So let me introduce you to Ronnie. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good. So tell us a little bit about what Hollander Distillery is. Let's start with that. Um, first of all, it's a family business. Um, it's a family business that started in 1930 in Europe before the Second World War. And due to the war, after it, our family came to Israel, and we have decided to rebuild the family business and the family dream uh, in Israel this time. It took us a few years, but we managed to do it. Uh, we had some bumps in the road. And uh, so it's, a, it's entirely a family business uh, that we worked all, all these years to build it. And, and what products do you have? So we produce two types of products. We produce liqueurs and schnapps. Uh, a German schnapps, which is an alcoholic beverage, is 40% and above clear with no sugar from different fruits from all over Israel. We have apples coming from the Golan Heights. We have figs coming from the Jordan Valley. We have grapes coming from Judean Mountains. And we also have liqueurs. And our liqueurs is al are also produced from fruit distillation, not like... Uh, Usually other people produce them. Um, well, let me, let me just stop you and say that I have tasted the liquor, <laughs> and I am not a connoisseur, but I have to say the intensity of the flavor makes it so special. Like anyone I've given it to says, where did you get this? I need to buy it. And when we just had a bar mitzvah, we had cousins who went home with cases of the liquor. Yeah, it's true. So the liqueurs, what's special about them, it's all natural. They're made from fruit distillation and natural food concentrate. Uh, we develop different recipes to be weird and funny. And people love them. It's like a cocktail in a bottle. We have grapefruit and hops, lemon and ginger, pink lady passion fruit and rum, and coconut and pumpkin. So all these flavors are like weird but fun it's like a cocktail in a bottle it goes really good here in israel and people love the flavors and as you said it's very fun and it's natural and it feels really so much flavor inside so it's really fun to drink and the schnapps is it something that's also sweet naturally from the sugar because you said there's no sugar added yeah schnapps is and it's like brandy it's called schnapps in Europe. In America, I know schnapps is something else. <laughs> but think about it as a brandy from, from fruit. So it's like, or vodka from fruit. So there's no sugar inside. It's clean, absolutely 40%, no sugar, but it's sweet from the alcohol itself. But it's not a sugary like a liqueur. And if you're using products that grow in Israel, are you restricted? Like, do you have to wait and see every year what the harvest is going to be and what your flavors are going to be? So, yes and no. The one with the, li the liqueurs are uh, because it's a recipe that we produce in different amounts. So we're able to do in a constant all the time. But if we're talking about the schnapps, so it's a big amount of fruit all the time. So, yeah, that depends on the year and how much it was hot or cold and it affects the price. So it's very hard in Israel in the agriculture field. And we have to play, like, every year is different, but it's fun because every year you're going to have a different product. And you're challenged. Yeah, <laughs> we're challenged. And then this year we're going to produce two different flavors that are new. 
um, because we found fruits not be too expensive and uh, it's fun for us because it keeps it, it keeps everything buzzing all the time so tell us a little bit about the family story and how it all ended up falling on your shoulders how did you end up becoming like the impetus for getting this family business started in Israel again well child services are listening <laughs> my father did not give me a glass of alcohol when I was five uh, but um, no so the family as I said uh, started in Czechoslovakia at the time in 1930 my great-grandfather had a winery and a distillery he was the first one that we know of that owned the business um, and he actually on our bottle there's a picture of him there's a picture of him that was taken in 1941 in a concentration camp in Italy after he was captured um, at the picture you can see him standing next to a distillery that he built from cans that he found in the camp and he distilled alcohol from whatever he found to the guards German love alcohol also Italian and he actually survived the war and came because of that because yeah. of that and he died when he was 97 in Israel um, so he was the first one who started this business in our family and then it moved on to his daughter. Uh, she got married. She built a winery and a distillery also in Czechoslovakia before the war. And they also, um, she was the winemaker. She was the first winemaker of the family, the first person who, female, that started started going on by us. And they also used all their um, contacts and, and all the people they knew um, because they owned the biggest winery in the area. So they used to uh, pay the police to get the transport list, and they used to save. That's how they saved a lot of Jewish people, and that's how their family also got saved. And when they came back after the war, they had to to run away eventually. When they came back, they found that people uh, stole their property, and the winery, and the distillery, and everything everything they owned. And so they, until today, it works. The winery works. <laughs> We're not, uh, but it's not in our hands because the communists were there. Um, the family came to Israel and they ke- really kept the flame burning because they said this is one, this is what they want to do. They even had a factory and a store, alcohol store and a liquor store. Um, in our website, you can see all the pictures from the past. It's amazing. Um, and they really wanted to work in the business. It went really well, but different difficulties made everything collapse in the family. And... My grandfather decided he's going to keep the flame burning until the right person in the family comes. Uh, we're very small. We're only seven grandchildren, and they, he had only two children. So um, they keep they kept everything. They kept everything, and it just I don't know. It just like came to me, and I loved alcohol and I loved wine. And uh, but it's not like you just took over the business. You actually went and studied. Yeah. What did you study? So I studied my first degree in uh, biochemistry and food science in the Faculty of Agriculture of the Hebrew U. And then I worked in Tishbe Winery as one of the winemakers for four years. Then I studied in Germany distillation. I came to Israel and started to build our dream. We swept away uh, my my kind of an uncle, Mati Bokel. He's our partner in crime. And um, together, the, the property in Bet Meir belongs to him. So together with him, we kind of build a dream. Uh, I should just let the listeners know, Bet Meir is a, ta- is a moshav right outside Yerushalayim. Like when you're coming into Yerushalayim on Kvish Echad, you see Bet Meir on the side. So, and you, right now, the, that's where the factory runs. Yes. 
And then tell us a little bit about the factory tours that you're doing so that families coming in from America can come and see your story. So the factory, as you said, in Bet Meir, it's an amazing place. From one side, we're on top of the mountain. One side of the factory, you can see Jerusalem and Geshem Meitarim and all the mountains. And if you look on the other side, you see you can see the the ocean. You can see Aza, you see Ashkelon and Zikim. The scenery is amazing and the weather is amazing and everything is gorgeous. Uh, the factory, um, you, we go inside. In the tour, we go through the different uh, areas of the, um, of the process of alcohol making. You can see where we get the fruits, how we process them, the distillation itself, the distillery, uh, the aging process. And then afterwards, we sit down and we're tasting our products. And basically, it's really fun. Uh, it's a fun tour because we also put a lot of our, of our uh, family story inside. Um, I think it's also important to say that it's the kind of tour that's good for the whole family. Obviously, the tasting is only going to be for the adults. But I think kids can still enjoy learning about the process and seeing how it works. Yeah, we actually had a nine-year-old kid from America who asked most... I think by until today, he asked most of the questions that I've ever <laughs> ran into. Um, one of the things that we also... Uh, we have a huge picture in the distillery that we show. It's a picture of the distillery in 2016. I don't know if uh, um, the listeners know, but in 2016, November, the, uh, fires. the fires that raged around Israel, who were part of a terror attack, I, I don't know what's politically correct to say, but uh, also a lot of areas in the Jerusalem mountains were hit. And one of the areas that was burned to the ground is the Bokel family, the, the property, and, and the distillery itself. We were supposed to move the stuff over there, but uh, it happened before we moved. The entire place burned down, so we have a huge. Where, where were all your equipment and stuff in the meantime? Um, being shipped, or wow. and also on a different place in different location in Israel, and so the picture was like it's completely ruined, and it's. I think it has a nice thing that you say that this is what happened three years ago, almost three years ago. Well, three years ago already, and uh, this is where we are today. And I like it, it's a Jewish thing to say, but it's like it's an entire history that you try to build stuff sometimes to get where you can make plans and you don't know what's going to happen. But if you're if you're consistent with it and you want it to happen, eventually it will happen. And you really, really believe in it, and you can see that from 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 listening to your story. Um, and then, where are you selling it now? I know that every time I want a few bottles, I call you, and you come over to my house. But I'm assuming you don't sell everybody liquor to their house. <laughs> so uh, we're located in different stores here in Israel. There is on on our website. There is a a place. There is a, you can see where to find us. It has all the stores listed that where we are in, in the center in Jerusalem in the north. Uh, we also have a website you can buy online. You can buy in our shop and at, at our distillery. And that's it. Currently, we're trying to expand as much as we can. Yeah, of course, that's the next question for all those listeners in the New York, America, in America or the New York area. When can they find it in their shops there? Well, uh, I hope they will find it soon. We're looking for the right uh, distributors at the moment. And Hashem, well, hope we'll be there. 
Wonderful. It's such a nice story. So now hopefully we've given you a flavor of the Hollander story and you'll want to sign up to come on a factory tour. If you're coming at the end of January for Yeshiva break, you can email Hollander, H-O-L-L-A-N-D-E-R at funinjerusalem.com and the email will go straight to Ronnie. And uh, we look forward to tasting your new flavors. I have to taste the coconut one. That one I haven't had yet. But the grapefruit hops is my absolute favorite. And Ronnie gave us a tip. She told us to put it in the fridge. So now every Shabbos morning, it's our go-to kiddish drink. <laughs> That's nice. I was the people crushed ice and a slice of orange. It's like a cocktail in your pajamas without going out to a bar. That's actually very nice. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for sitting with us. And we... We'll, we'll see what, what Hollander Distillery has to offer, you know, in the future. Um, okay, and now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Ronnie, and thank you, Joanna. Funinjerusalem.com. You can find Joanna, Funinjerusalem.com, Funinjerusalem on Facebook, Funinjerusalem on Instagram. You are heading to Israel this yeshiva break, or maybe already way ahead on your Pesach planning, and you know you're going to be in Israel and you got time for fun activity, looking for something fun to do in Jerusalem or really all across the land of Israel. Funinjerusalem.com. Contact Joanna at Funinjerusalem.com. She'll hook you up. Whatever it is, whatever time of day it is, time of night, great places to eat, great places to tour, great places to visit, funinjerusalem.com. And I promise you, Joanna will uh, make sure you and your family are both well prepared and have a great time while you are visiting or living in the land of Israel. We have more coming up here on Bite Size, some great new music, and then uh, we will kick it over to Wednesday's live lunch with a rummy. But again, for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network.
meiner Daben immer beten, war Pharmaschiach, er wird noch kommen, wenn wir vertrugen sie. Jeder einer Daben immer beten, war Pharmaschiach, er will schon kommen, er wartet auf dir in mir. I 
Thank you all for tuning into the last two hours here with me as we wrap things up here on this episode of Bite Size Wednesday's Live Lunch with Avrami coming up in just a few seconds where he will continue the fantastic, wonderful, great music. Probably a little bit different in terms of style, but nonetheless, I'm sure you will all enjoy it. Again, thank you all for tuning in. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a great day and remind you that the bite size is always, always, always the right size.